Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Monday, October 5th, 2020. It has been a little bit since we've gotten here on the podcast and talked to you guys. I apologize for the lengthy delay. Kind of took a mental health break and had to deal with some things off the side, but all of it is good now. I appreciate your guys' patience, and we are back to get you guys ready for what is going to be probably the most eventful week in Vegas Golden Knights history through the first three years of this franchise's existence. And we have some news that we need to talk about that happened over the weekend that will start setting things in motion. My name is Danny Webster. I'm your host, and I appreciate you stopping by for today's episode in which a lot has happened. A lot has happened since the last time we got into this podcast. Uh, There is a Stanley Cup champion. The Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup. They threw a parade. There were no masks to be seen. uh, And COVID cases kind of went up from there. But that is not the point. The point is we are here to talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. And the offseason is officially underway. Starting with the NHL draft. The first round will be taking place on Tuesday night. And then rounds two through seven virtually will be taking place on Wednesday and then Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific time, free agency begins and we'll see what the Golden Knights do because right now they are about $50,000 over the cap and if they want to make a big move, we know what they got to do. But the reason why they're not $54,000 over the cap or somewhere in that ballpark is because of the move they made this past Saturday. Something that had been reported for the last number of months really that's been in the work for a number of months according to reports was finally put uh officially to paper i guess you can say but if you, you can put words in there it makes sense officially robin leonard has signed his contract extension with the golden knights five years at an average annual value of five million dollars totaling out to five years 25 million dollars this deal will carry leonard to his age 34 season. The deal was reportedly been in the works in September, according to the fourth period that was agreed upon back in June, long before the return to play was even really considered a thought in anybody's head. At the time of this recording, the Golden Knights do have $12 million toward two goalies on the market. Mark andre Fleury at the time of this recording, and unless... Somebody decides to do something at the span of 10, 10 p.m. and whenever. Marc-Andre Fleury is still in this roster. The Golden Knights the Golden Knights are carrying $12 million in terms of their goaltending. And what happens as far as how to handle this goalie tandem, all options are on the table. As Kelly McCrimmon alluded to earlier today, we'll discuss those options in a little bit, including a name that I'm convinced... I've convinced myself the Golden Knights should go off, uh, should go after. First of all, the Leonard deal. Hell of a bargain. Uh, to get an elite goaltender for five years, number one, first and foremost, the term stability for Robin Leonard. 
uh, obviously very important knowing that he has been on multiple franchises for the last four years between what Buffalo, New York, Chicago, and then Vegas. So four teams in a span of less than four years, Leonard finally gets his security, finally gets a place that he can call home for more than a year. Him and his family get that stability. That was obviously the first and foremost sticking point for the former Vesna Trophy finalist. I get why people are begrudgingly pessimistic about this deal. To be clear, the deal has nothing to do with the person itself. If you have a problem with Robin Leonard as the person, you're just nitpicking at this point. I get why people are begrudgingly pessimistic about this deal because right now, as it stands, you have two goalies on this roster. The better goalie is making $2 million less than the other goalie you signed to. That's really, that's just the reality of the current situation. But the Golden Knights were able to get a goaltender entering his prime at the same cap hit in which the Chicago Blackhawks signed Robin Leonard to last July 1st, to which if you look at it that way, if you're Chicago and you're looking for right now, analyzing your options between what do you do with Corey Crawford, do you bring him back or do you try to be active in the goalie market? Chicago's got to be wondering, well, we had him at $5 million. Why couldn't we get him on a multi-year deal? Instead, sign him to a one-year deal and hope that he eventually surpasses Crawford, which, I mean, the Blackhawks, for all intents and purposes, were really not going to be going to the playoffs under a normal format. So I'm not really sure exactly what the whole mindset of that was. And the Golden Knights were able to jump in at the last minute of the trade deadline on a very reasonable package for their standards. I'm talking about for the Golden Knights standards to be able to only give up Malcolm Subban, a prospect, and Slava Demin and a second-round pick. When the most certain return out of those three at this moment is Malcolm Subban, and you get a Vezina Trophy finalist as your subsequent 1B, you're golden. If you are the Golden Knights. Stats-wise, Leonard played well in the playoffs. You know, GAA under two, say percentage just under 920, multiple shutouts. You want that in a goalie. Case can be made. You didn't see a lot of shots. That may have hindered things a little bit. Also, another case can be made is that the guys in front of him did not play well, hence why we are here four days before free agency, discussing the possibility that the Golden Knights could be active in the trade market as far as primarily as sellers before they can be even considered buyers. So we're talking about guys like maybe a Braden McNabb, maybe an H. Schmidt, maybe a Paul Stasny, guys that could be entertaining in the trade market as far as how busy this market is going to be for the next few days, given that this flat cap is going to impact the way teams operate going down the road. Nevertheless, the Golden Knights get an elite goaltender. And I and I know that there are a lot of people. There, there are a lot of people that are annoyed by that sentiment. But if you look at the advanced numbers for over the last couple of years, Robin Leonard is one of the best goalies in the league. It, it's not by accident. I get it. He thrived in a system under Barry Trotz. He played really I thought he played solid in Chicago the only problem is much like in the playoffs this year with Vegas the guys in front of him did not play well and again Chicago wasn't even going to make it to the playoffs but by hook or by crook they were able to do that but playing in front of Leonard and really playing in front of Corey Crawford the Blackhawks were not that good against the Golden Knights in three regular season starts he played extremely well I think the guys in front of him played extremely well and then you got to the playoffs after what four or five months off and Leonard took the job 
by the horns and he played well. And I think part of that also had to do with the fact that Marc-Andre Fleury was injured coming into camp, as Pete DeBoer mentioned, and they rolled with Leonard. They liked what they saw and they get, and they got it. I mean, you can't knock the contract. You can't knock the player. You can't knock the person. The only people, any anger that should be generated toward this organization is the people that are handling these contracts. George McVie, Kelly McCrimmon, Bill Foley, if he has a hand in it, those are the people in hindsight that really need to be looked at as the ones responsible for this. Should the Golden Knights have given Marc-Andre Fleury a contract extension worth a cap hit of $7 million? Probably not. They could have gotten him for much less. Also, I don't think they anticipated going through a pandemic, but the, the point I'm making is that they could have gotten him for much less and they wouldn't be in the position that they are that now we're coming up on free agency. And if the Golden Knights do want to be big time spenders in free agency, one of the, one of the names that has to go is Marc-Andre Fleury. So what's next for the Golden Knights goaltending situation? I, I firmly believe, and I think we all believe at this point, Fleury's time with VGK is running out. Will there be a trade? Will there be a buyout? Do the Golden Knights have any idea what their options are as a replacement for Marc-Andre Fleury as a backup? All of these options we will be discussing in just a little bit. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. All you have to do is go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. Getting started is simple. All you have to do is go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL to get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering's easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for the delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Think of the restaurants you can choose from. Chipotle, Wendy's, The Cheesecake Factory. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order 
when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off and no delivery fees with your first order with DoorDash. And as a reminder, friends, you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter as well at DannyWebster21. If you would like to send any questions for potential mailbags down the road, LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com is another place to do that as well, especially given the busy week that we have in front of us with draft coverage the next couple of days. And we also have free agency coming up on Friday. Everything is on the table for what you want to ask. You want to send something in, you can either tweet it or email me. I will definitely do my best to answer all the questions, even if it's just one. I will answer. We talked about it earlier in regards to the Golden Knights. If they want to be big time spenders, they're going to have to make some tough decisions. And obviously the tough decision at the top of the list right now is Marc-Andre Fleury. Now the clock is ticking. It is ticking rapidly. And I think that the clock was in motion the minute that press release hit our email our email boxes about Robin Leonard signing his five-year contract extension. It is no secret at this point that the Golden Knights want to be big spenders in free agency. And according to Cap Friendly, if the Golden Knights were to do that, they need to clear a lot more than the 56000 plus that they are over the salary cap. If they are going to do this, and if they are going to be big spenders in free agency and go after the likes of an Alex Petrangelo, to go after the likes of a Tory Krug, to go after the likes of maybe a Tyson Berry, or if, God forbid, they go a full 180 and call up Bill Armstrong and say, hey, what's it going to take to get Taylor Hall's negotiating rights? Everything is on the table. And in order to get that, get to that point, I should say, Marc-Andre Fleury will need to be the, one of the first ones to go, among others. And we touched on them earlier, maybe a McNabb, maybe a Schmidt, uh, maybe a Paul Stasny, if you can get somebody to bite that $6.5 million. maybe a Jonathan Marchessault, maybe a Riley Smith. I mean, I mean, I know we're reaching right now, but if you think about just where the Golden Knights are as far as the cap goes and who they need to move on from, these are the names that we've had to consider, and we've been considering them for the last number of months now. But if the Golden Knights want to make a move, it will likely need to be Marc-Andre Fleury first, before they go forward with anybody else. Kelly McCrimmon said on Saturday uh, when announcing the Robin Leonard deal that all possibilities are on the table. As it pertains to one Marc-Andre Fleury, whether it be a trade, whether it be a buyout, or whether it be even, I think, the most idealistic scenario for, I think, a lot of people, even though they know in the back of their heads, it's not likely carrying both Leonard and Fleury and carrying $12 million for two goalies. But again, if you're carrying both, I would venture to guess that the odds are 90 to 10 that Pete DeBoer would give more starts to the guy making $2 million less than the future Hall of Famer Marc-Andre Fleury. I'm just saying. Sportsnet reported earlier today that there could be a three-team trade in the possibility realm for the Golden Knights, kind of idealistic and kind of similar to the same way the Golden Knights acquired Robin Leonard at the buzzer on the trade deadline, meaning a team could eat the cap space and then flip him to the team that he wants to go to. And then the Golden Knights would completely avoid eating any salary retention on a, on a return for flurry. And more than likely, if anything, they would be able to take a contract back, take a player back 
that maybe if they don't feel necessary, they could also buy that player out if they don't think that's a realistic possibility. So there is that option. And I'm kind of intrigued by that because the Golden Knights have based on all reports that I have seen, and I'm kind of hearing the same scuttlebuck as well. The Golden Knights do not want to retain salary from Marc-Andre Fleury. Whether it be 50%, 40%, however large the number is, the Golden Knights do not want to retain salary in the final two years of Marc-Andre Fleury's contract, which, I mean, in a in a best-case scenario world, the Golden Knights would love to do that. But if you are going to trade him to a team, if you cannot orchestrate a three-team deal, the best thing you can do, and I, and I know I've said Carolina is the best possible team for this, but if you're going to send him to a team that needs a goaltender, you're likely going to take one back. And if you want to send him to say send him to Carolina and you want to take Mrazek or Reimer back in a deal, more more likely Reimer, if you don't think that he's the quality backup you need, you buy him out and you kind of bite the bullet on that cap issue if you want. But wherever Marc-Andre Fleury has moved, the Golden Knights will clearly be in need of a backup. The best option... In my opinion, and I wrote about this last week, and I'm not, I'm kind of surprised that a lot of people don't like this option, but if you look at the landscape of the goalie market right now, there's not many good options out there. There, I'm talking about options that you can definitively say if you wanted this guy to come in as your backup. There aren't that many. And I know one name that I saw reported last weekend was Jimmy Howard. And I'm telling you right now, I don't think Jimmy Howard is a viable backup to one Robin Leonard. I'm just throwing that out there. The best option I think the Golden Knights should go for is Henrik Lundqvist. The, I, I just have this weird feeling that if the Golden Knights really wanted to make a kind of a charge, kind of a statement in the goalie market, one that I think could be better than going after, say, or going after, you know, a Jimmy Howard or a Cam Ward or whoever Cam, Ta- or not Cam Ward, I'm sorry, Cam Talbot. There, there are options to be had, but they're not good ones. Henrik Lundqvist, though. Henrik Lundqvist pops out to me. If you want to go from the fifth winningest goalie in the league to the sixth winningest goalie, that is a power play move to make, and I think if you get him on a decent one-year deal, you don't think that guy is going to be motivated to want to win and to want to win a Stanley Cup, the only thing that he has not done in his illustrious career. I am a firm believer in getting players and tapping into another level with them when going from a team that hasn't won in a long time to a team that's all of a sudden now in contention. We saw that with Alec Martinez. We saw... The minute he got to a contending team, he became a true X factor for this team. Maybe the offense was a little bit askewed. Maybe the offense may not be the most permanent thing. We'll see. We'll see, considering he is entering a contract year. And if the Golden Knights can get that kind of offensive production from their top four defenseman, who's supposed to be kind of the stay at home guy, you're in good shape, I think, if you're the Golden Knights with Alec Martinez in a contract year. Henrik Lundqvist will have his suitors. He will have teams that want him. The key, though, is that I don't think a team is going to offer him a starting job. And, and I mean, you can make the you could make the case for a lot of these goalies that are entering the open market. I mean, you look at Braden Holpe. Is he someone that should be commanding starter type money now, given where he was last year and how he was kind of pushed out by Ilya Samsonov? Maybe, maybe not. But Lundqvist is going to have his, going to have his suitors. 
Washington, I think, is one. I think Vancouver is one if they don't re-sign Jacob Markstrom. Carolina, obviously, when me talking about Flurry, I think if they were to move on from Reimer, Morozik may not be a good enough starter to say, hey, Henrik, uh, we'll give you this amount of money if you want to make these starts. You know what I mean? I, it's The possibility is there. He's going to have his suitors. But since the Rangers made the cup final in 2014, Lundqvist had a solid three years following that. The past two, not great. Analytically, in a small sample size this year, he was good. And I I think you can compare him to the other goalies on the market in terms of regular season numbers. So say Corey Crawford, Anton Kudobin would be another one. I believe Yarrow Halak would be another one. There are there are examples that you can point to and say Lundqvist was better as the analytically more sound guy than a lot of these other goaltenders. And I think it had a lot to do with the fact that the Rangers, before this year, they were still in the process of trying to get back to being that team that was in the cup final in 2014. And I mean, given everything that has happened with that franchise, they just, they just fell out. And when you have a guy in Henrik Lundqvist who has given you so many great years and has come up short of winning a Stanley Cup, he needs to be in a situation where he thinks he can win the best. And and I mean, you look at Vegas' situation, why wouldn't he think Vegas would be a top option for him? I think Lundqvist at around 3 to $4 million is ideal. And especially if it's a one-year deal. I'm not saying sign Lundqvist to a one-year deal or a multi-year deal, I should say. Because we really don't know how much he has left in the tank. When you look at a situation like Marc-Andre Fleury, the difference here between signing Fleury or keeping Fleury and signing Lundqvist to a one-year deal is the fact that Fleury, if he stays, is not going to play a lot. I think we've made that abundantly clear. I think the playoffs made that abundantly clear. That Fleury, his reps are going to go down. Because I don't think he's going to be the clear number one starter. I think Pete DeBoer is confident in the realm that he wants to keep Robin Leonard as the starter going forward. So why in the world would you keep a goaltender behind you, even though this would be an ideal year to do it because of the flat cap, right? If you really wanted to, if you really felt that this condensed schedule, the possibility of this condensed schedule coming up for 2021, 2022 or 2020-2021, I should say. If you were to look at that and you were to look at the landscape and say, if we could just get one year of a condensed schedule with Flurry and Leonard, if you really think that can pull that off and then maybe evaluate the trade market next year, then maybe that's an option you can consider. My only concern about that is if Robin Leonard is the starter, right? If he is the number one guy going forward, If he is your guy that's going to be eating 50, 50, maybe 55 starts, how is Marc-Andre Fleury going to perform with limited reps? We said the same thing about Malcolm Subban. We said the same thing when Fleury was getting overworked and he kept getting start after start after start and he was starting on the second night of back-to-backs and he was just making all of these starts and it looked like he was indestructible 
But we said the same thing about Malcolm Subban. Why isn't he getting more time? Why isn't he getting more reps? It's on the second night of a back-to-back. He would be perfect for this situation. All of these things would 99.9% come up with Marc-Andre Fleury if he were to be the quote-unquote backup to Robin Leonard, which is why you need to move on from him at some point because you need to flip him to a team that is going to use him. You need to find a team that is going to use him in stints at the right time. Now back to Lundquist. Lundquist, to me, I think the last couple of years was in a situation where the Rangers were not winning, and I truly think that impacted him. If you get Lundquist to back up Leonard, if you get Lundquist, a proven winner, to back up Robin Leonard and you ask him to come in for maybe 25, 30 starts. And this is all contingent, by the way, if the Golden Knights, or not even just the Golden Knights, if the NHL in general actually plays an 82-game season. We're still not even sure if that's the case, but the NHL is clear-cut that they want to do an 82-game season. If they do that, you're going to rely on your backup a little more, but you need to know that you have a backup. You can't go with the guy making $7 million as your backup. You go with the guy that you are signing to a one-year deal knowing he is chasing a cup, and you know that if he can give you, you know, out of, say, a possible 30 starts, if he can give you half of that at a quality rev- quality level while your starter is eating up the reps and is playing as well as he can, that's the ideal situation. I think Lundquist needs to be in a position where he's chasing a cup because I think he's earned that right. I think he has earned that right to chase a cup right now given where he's at. So if I'm the Golden Knights... I move on from Marc-Andre Fleury. I try and find a way to trade him to a team that needs him. Clear up the money. I would attempt before Friday to make another move to clear up a little bit more salary cap space. And then I go right at it when the negotiating window opens at 9 a.m. on Friday. I go right to Alex Petrangelo's agent or I go to Tory Krug's agent and then I get right on the phone with whoever's representing Henrik Lundqvist and you try and go for the two for one as early as you can right off the gates. If you can do that for the Golden Knights, that is a successful offseason just like that. So I think Lundqvist would be a great option for the Golden Knights. I think he would be somebody that can be relied upon when called upon in stints, he would not get angry about being a starter because I think he is going to get enough reps on a one-year deal and on a team that could win a cup, could very well win the cup. If you want to get him for one year, maybe three to four million dollars, because I honestly think, I mean, the guy's earned what, over close to a hundred million dollars or over a hundred million dollars in his career. He doesn't need the money. And I'm pretty sure he's a guy that would much like to be in a situation to win a cup. And again, you got you got suitors that can definitely do that. If you really think that Vancouver won't do anything with Markstrom and if they feel like they can go with Demko full-time or if Washington feels like they can have him and Samsonov and some and somehow kind of split the reps, there is that possibility too. But I think you go with what makes sense. I just think Henrik Lundqvist makes sense on a one-year deal. And it could be his last hurrah. 
Could be his last hurrah going for the cup. Just sounds like something that would make sense. So if I'm the Golden Knights, I try like hell to move Marc-Andre Fleury to go after Henrik Lundqvist, have him be the backup to Robin Leonard. Robin Leonard becomes your full-time guy. Lundqvist comes in for maybe 25, 30 starts, maybe a little bit more, depending on how condensed the schedule is, and you go for it. That is a move, I think, that shows that the organization, one, is committed to Leonard, two, they're committed to winning right now. Because I still think, given the last couple of years, I still think Lundqvist has a lot left in the tank. And I think you get you get a motivated Lundqvist on a team that can win a cup. That is all you really need if you're the Golden Knights. Given our current climate and given everything that's going on right now in the world, we are going through personal things that make us just hit a wall. Whether it be, you know, for me, example, maybe maybe it's prepping for my show or if I'm going to work out or if I'm trying to get motivated to work out in general or even trying to spend time with family there's always that extra oomph that I think all of us need to get us through the day. And our good friends at Built Bar have come through with a new product that I think you all are going to love. It is called Built Go. Break through your wall with Built Go. Whether it's a mental or a physical wall, break through it every day. They are one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase. You can put it in your golf bag. You can put it in your pocket, whatever the case may be. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. Yes, it is a gel. It's not a bar, but oh man, this stuff, it is actually really good. It's like, it's a five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus it's natural. So it's better for the body. There are three delicious flavors, more I'm sure coming down the road. Three delicious flavors right now. Peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. And all you got to do is snip the top and then just eat it out of the package. It is so good. I tried the chocolate mint one the other day. It is fantastic. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is the fast absorbing, so it gets into the system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. And right now, our friends at Built Bar have this for you. Go to builtgo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at builtgo.com. So right now, friends, we're kind of in a very busy time with where we are as far as the show goes. The plan is to kind of roll out an episode every day for the rest of the week. Obviously, we have the draft coming up. We might look at doing a live show in some capacity, maybe on Twitch. Uh, I'm not sure exactly the logistics of that yet, but I do want to plan on doing a show this weekend, especially a live show. I want to do something maybe on Friday live during once free agency rolls. So it's like 9am. We can get something going. I'm working out the logistics right now, but I kind of want to plan for that uh, going forward, at least for this week. And then after, after this week, I think we can start planning on what our plans are for the rest of the show and what we want to do as far as free agency goes. What about the draft? Whether, you know, all of these different plans that we can look at here. I think that we will be attacking, attacking that head on at some point later in the week. So be on the lookout for that. I will be tweeting out updates as soon as I get a good idea for what we want to do with the show next week. Uh, Be on the lookout for that as well. 
Free agency is on Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Again, the Golden Knights now at about 56000 over the cap. They have some maneuvering they need to make. Again, they can go 10% over the cap. Really interested to see how this plans out. And I'm curious now because the Philadelphia Flyers have kind of put themselves into the Alex Petrangelo sweepstakes or really the Tory Krug sweepstakes by uh, having Matt Niskanen announce his retirement. That $5.75 million comes off the books. They then took $1.8 million of that $10 million plus cap space that they had just acquired to put it toward uh, Justin Braun uh, on a two-year deal. So now the Flyers are kind of sitting at $8.5 million in cap space. Be very interested to see how the Flyers handle that situation going forward and if they have another move in the works uh, before Friday. I think we're going to see a lot of trades. We are going to see a boatload of trades tomorrow, probably tomorrow morning before the draft. I think the activity of what we're going to get leading up to uh, leading up to the draft, leading up to free agency, I think it is going to be insane, especially now with everything virtual. It's not like guys can just go over to another team and be like, hey, what do you think of this deal? I think the Taylor Hall the the rumors of tra- Taylor Hall's negotiating rights being traded, I think, is going to be a very intriguing thing to watch, and I really want to know what the package return with that of that would be. In that, and that would really be Bill Armstrong's first big deal. Along speaking of Arizona, Oliver Ekman Larson, if he has played his last game with the Coyotes, and it seems like it's down to two, Boston and Vancouver. I'm interested to see what in the world that situation comes about. I think Vancouver could really make a play for OEL and you got him and Hughes. I, I mean, ooh, Nelly, that's going to be a fun situation to watch out for. Um, I think the buyout market is still heavily in play. I think Marc-Andre Fleury with a buyout, if the Golden Knights cannot get to a deal with him, I think is still very much in play. Just a lot is going on right now. I mean, I mean, Jack Johnson got bought out today for all all intents and purposes. Jack Johnson got bought out today, which, by the way, what a, uh, a good thing we're not locked on Penguins because you realize how much I would be tearing one into Jim Rutherford right now for the offseason he has had. This is about as bad of an offseason as the Penguins could have could have hoped for. The only good thing they did was re-sign Tristan Jari to his to his three year deal the other day. And there were apparently talks today that Matt Murray might be moved to Chicago, but I guess those talks broke down, which good on you, Chicago. That's a great idea because if you are not going to bring back Corey Crawford, I don't think the guy you want to bring back in is Matt Murray. I'm just saying, I'm just saying there's so much intrigue between now and the draft tomorrow. And even leading up to Friday, there's going to be so much going on. I think there's going to be so much activity and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And again, we will be here talking about all of it as we get closer to the draft. It is good to be back with you all. I appreciate your patience. Thank you for downloading, sharing, listening, subscribing. All of that jazz is greatly appreciated. Again, follow us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. Follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. Send an email to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com if you'd like to as we get you ready for what's going to be a very, very busy week. A very busy week. So be on the lookout. Possible live shows. Possible other things that I'm thinking about as I'm going along. Just be on the lookout for that. And hopefully enjoy the next few days. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a good night, everybody. And enjoy this crazy week.